We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. If the Bucks do win it all, Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the Eurostep Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish. I am joined as always by my not mad but just disappointed co-host, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? You know, Ty, I've been better. It's a, it's a championship weekend in the NFL without the Packers. Mm. Um, good games nonetheless, but... Uh, we saw the Bucks get blown out. I definitely need the Sprecher winter lager that I'm drinking right now. But yeah. uh, it's it's much needed considering we just witnessed the Milwaukee Bucks get absolutely shellacked, thumped, just blown out by the Denver. I almost said the Milwaukee Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets, 136 to 100. Ty, before we get started, I want to remind everyone that they should subscribe on their podcast platform of choice. Make sure you wait five stars. We read reviews at the end of the pod. So stick around for that on Apple or Spotify. Make sure you subscribe to the Eurostep Podcast Network on YouTube, gspn.substack.com. Follow all the Twitter accounts. Ty, let's get into this game. Yeah, I'm glad we got the, the fun stuff, the GSPN stuff out of the way because now we can focus on the disgusting display of basketball by the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, all season long, we've talked about, you know, Bucks usually have not been, they're not, not been the healthier of the two teams they played. Some games went bad rest disadvantage. Chris Drew and Giannis in and out of the lineup. They didn't really have any excuse for their play against Denver. Both teams had the same amount of rest. The Bucks are at home. Nobody can go to the Nuggets and complain about guys being out. MPJ, Jamal Murray still on the shelf. Uh, I think they just got Will Barton back a, a couple weeks ago, maybe. Um, he looked great in this game, that's for sure. And the Bucks, it bothers me that they lost by so much. Obviously, that's just never fun, especially, you know, they beat the Knicks on Friday. Woohoo, hang a banner. Nobody cares if you beat the Knicks. The game before that, they basically got crushed similarly to, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And it's just like second time in five days that they've lost with their big three starter. Yeah, after what four total the, in the whole, entire season before that, three, three. They were yeah. eighteen and three, yeah. eighteen and three before these last two games or last three games. 
Yeah, and I think at least the Cavs game, there were some more players out. Who was it? Just George Hill and Bruce. Wes. No, what? No, in the, oh, sorry, no, in this game. Oh, in this game, yeah, yeah. It was just George Hill and and Brooke Lopez. And listen, for all the stuff George Hill does well, consistent high scoring output, not one of those things. The Bucks bench continues to not be able to generate any points whatsoever. But I think what bothered me the most about this game was it seemed like the Bucks had never heard of Nikola Jokic. The way they approached Jokic was so stupid. It's just like, it, why should we care about these games if the Bucks don't? Like, and honestly, what's funny is they start, so Bobby, Bobby Portis picks up the assignment first. Giannis barely guards him at all. The battle of the MVPs, kind of anticlimactic in a lot of ways. But I thought Bobby did an okay job. Bobby tried hard, made Jokic pass out a bit. You know, the passes look good, but I mean, obviously Jokic is going to win some, but I thought Bobby was doing okay. And then the help just starts coming from one pass away to Nikola Jokic. And you just can't do that. Like, there's a lot of players who, oh, you know, if you trap them fast enough, maybe you'll get a turnover. Maybe they won't. Like Embiid. Embiid. Not really anymore. Certainly before this season, he's gotten better. I mean, he's still he's still struggling with double team efficiency. Yeah. But the one if there's one guy in the league that you can't send help to in the post from obvious places over and over and over, it's Nikola Jokic, the best passing big man in NBA history. One of the best five passers in the game right now, for sure. And ever. Probably. And he, he'll, he'll make the pass even if it's not one pass away. Why are you making it easier? That's the question I think you're trying to get to, right? Yeah. Why, why make it super easy for a super good passing big to, you know, like have at it? And I think the answer lies with that they just don't have that many options. I will say, I will say they did have one option staring them in the face. And that was Thanasis Didikumpo. Yeah, because he no Thanasis. No, I heard time. you. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Because the last That's couple true. games That's against true. the Nuggets, he usually starts at center for them and does well against Jokic. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying they could have done that again. Jokic ends with 18 points, nine rebounds, and 15 assists in 28 minutes. Shoots seven for nine from the field. Made all seven, or no, excuse me, made all five of his two-point shots. So clearly the Bucks set out to not let him score a bunch, and they succeeded. But the, in, in exchange for that, they allowed the Nuggets to shoot 60% from the field, 53% from three on 43 attempted threes. Because again, just easy help. right? One pass away from Jokic, guys sluggishly getting out to defend shooters. Like, I know this Nuggets team is not filled with known commodities, known offensive weapons. And, yeah, is it some variance that Aaron Gordon basically shoots 60% from the field and 50% from deep? Yeah, there's some variance there. But we've talked about this on the pod before. You can't let a team get all these spoon-fed looks. They're going to get hot. Like, these are NBA players. You can't just let them shoot 20 wide-open shots in a row. The Bucs essentially did that. And the worst part to me was I thought Bobby on Jokic and instead of attacking him with straight up doubles, attacking the passing lanes, that was kind of working. There were some turnovers early. Like I think you have more chance of knocking the ball out the farther away you are from Jokic as long as you're between him and the guys passing to. I think you have somewhat of a shot there. 
But I think he's too big to send the help. The Bucks aren't big enough. Like it's Wes Matthews guarding him and they're sending Pat Connaughton. He's not bothered at all. He's looking right over them going, oh, here's the wide open three-point shooter. Here's the wide open dunk. Like, I don't think you could serve up a better game for Nikola Jokic. And it's just like, we're going to talk stocks later in the show. It's a, a rare this season bud down stock. Because it was just dumb. It just felt like, what was the what was the thought here? And don't get me started on the zone. Oh, <laughs> the zone is hilarious. It's just, it's just funny, but it's just, that's an every game thing at this point. But I, I do think one of the things here is that they have less options to really go at it. And it's something that we've been talking about for a, a while now on this podcast. They just don't have any like defensive bigs. They yeah. just don't have bigs. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's Bobby and Giannis and that's it. And if you're not going to do Giannis on Jokic the entire game in which they didn't, they did go to it late in the second half though, when the game was already really out of hand. Honestly. But it was it like, it felt like just a couple of possessions. Yeah, it was just like, let's see what happens here sort of thing. But it's like, okay, we get Bobby's not a defensive big. Okay, cool. What else are you going to go to? This is what, like, you don't have Brooke Lopez. I mean, Boogie Cousins was in the building. He was in the building, but he's not a defensive. He's not a defensive big, though. (laughs) Honestly, I mean, would you prefer him or Wes Matthews? For me, it's it's Boogie. And I know, oh, you know, Wes, Wes guards up well. At least Boogie is, like, heavy enough to impede Jokic in one direction. Is he going to hang with him on the perimeter? Absolutely not. Is he going to shut down Jokic? No. Having some real size would have obviously helped, considering Bud did not want to put Giannis on, on Jokic. And Portis is not that big. Like, you know, he tried hard. He was agitating him. I think he probably would have picked up some off-ball – off. Like I can never say that. Off-ball fouls if he had kept up guarding him the whole game because he was – Certainly trying to irritate Jokic, which is not always a bad plan against Jokic. But Wes Matthews, like, that's a joke, man. Like, that's – you're not – it's too much. Like, the burden you're putting on Wes Matthews in some of these games is comical. The guy was on the couch until, what, a month, a month and a half ago? And now it's like, hey, you're our second option. He just had a knee injury. Yeah, a week ago. Hey, you're our second option against Nikola Jokic. Good luck. Don't worry. We're going to send Pat. From one pass away. <laughs> this is going to go awesome. Imagine I mean, telling someone that. Imagine imagine it with a straight face. You work for the Bucks coaching staff. So you see someone out. Oh, how, how are you going to handle Jokic tonight? Uh, we think the classic one-two punch of Wes Matthews <laughs> and Pat Connaughton is really going to send him. I don't know what he's going to do about that. <laughs> he's just going to be like, wait, what is this? Hopefully he gets thrown off by just the sheer uh... – Sheer yeah. uh, disbelief and right. uh, surprise of what this matchup is. But I do think sometimes it can be as simple as he can see over those guys. You mentioned that earlier. Like a guy, I maybe not Boogie, obviously, but like just another center. My God, just an Bismack Biombo. Bismack. Oh, I, I'm so – I can't believe I was so wrong about Bismack, man. I that's, a, that's a rare dub for Ty no, Windows. I will say. Chris Paul effect? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I think Biz, I think he's still play. I think it's – I'm taking the dub regardless, but I'm not assuming he's like a legit 16 and 10 or whatever guy. I think on the Bucks, he's probably like a solid like six and six per game because they're just not going to run that much pick and roll. But he would have been helpful to have. Yeah, just literally anyone that's a big. And uh, like 
that we're, we're going to be covering the the trade deadline here in a in a few days here with yeah. the win and six boys hopefully yeah. um so we'll stay tuned for that scheduling logistics are firing on all cylinders well we're we're trying hard i shouldn't say firing on all cylinders but we're working on it i think we have we have a set time i think as of yeah. right now yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh we're going to be covering that, and that's going to be some like spoiler alert. We're going to be covering some bigs because this team needs a big. There's just no options, and this game is really just a, a microcosm of what the Bucks have been struggling with this entire season, and what they can potentially be struggling with come playoff time. Like, what if you come up against a Joel Embiid? What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Put Bobby Portis on him, and it's like, oh, is that? Let's imagine if they put Wes Matthews on Joel Embiid. Bud's going to do that. That's our next playback. or No, our next playback after Tuesday is the Sixers? Yes, yes. So is it Wizards on Tuesday? Yes, it is. So come for the Wizards for us just like talking about life and probably a lot of non-basketball things because the Wizards. And then the 76ers game, come to watch our just astonishment at Wes Matthews being the second option on Joel Embiid. It's going to be It's going to be an experience, <laughs> I'll say that. But uh, or or who knows? It's it's that's going to be post trade deadline. So that's who knows? True. What are we like who a knows? week and a half away? Yeah, it's a week from this coming Thursday. Yeah, but they just they don't have a ton of options, and it's just sad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like... let's talk about the zone though. Let's talk about that. Oh, Christ. So uh, so the Bucks decide as they've been doing every game now to just go to a zone defense against you know one of the. Uh, uh, most talented passers that the NBA has ever seen. Uh, and uh, if for all of you non-basketball aficionados out there, a zone defense, if figured out, has very as it's full of holes. It's like Swiss cheese. Yeah. If you can find the holes, Jokic found the holes immediately. <laughs> well, and I, I, like it's the timing of it too. I would have preferred if you're going to use it, start in a zone because the worst thing you can. The worst thing you can see if you're doing the zone from the other team is hot shooting, right? Because either, either there's going to be the holes inside, which like, the Bucks need to collapse early because like they go to the zone when Portis is out. So it's like Jokic just destroying Wes Matthews and Pat Cotton and whoever is, is that bottom line. And actually Portis was in there for some, but he had, is rotating back and forth. So everyone's coming in the paint. And the Nuggets are just a team of red-hot shooters and Jeff Green in this game. And it's just like it's it's guaranteed great shots. I want to read you some slash lines. Aaron Gordon, 10 for 17. Nikola Jokic, 7 for 9. Will Barton, 6 for 7. Monty Morris, 7 for 8. Bryn Forbes, revenge game, 6 for 10. Jermichael Green, 4 for 6. Zeke Naji, 2 for 2. Marcus Howard, 3 for 4. The only hey, mark out legend, Marcus Howard. Uh, uh, Faku, or is it Fasu? Fasu? Yeah. He, he was 0 for 0, so technically perfect. The only two players I didn't read were Austin Rivers, who was 3 for 8, and the aforementioned Jeff Green, who was 1 for 7. Literally, Put everyone, some respect on Devon Reed's name. He was 0 for oh, 1. I didn't scroll down. Sorry, Devon Reed. So outside of garbage time, they had two guys who literally weren't shooting 58%. Or, oh, I didn't say Bones Highland, 4 for 9. Um, just embarrassing stuff, man. Like He just got absolutely torched. And again, to be fair, some of that is out of the Bucks' control. Like you can contest shots, but if they're going in, like they're going in. Yeah, but, but should, a lot of these, they were. You should contest them. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say like they skip step one and hope for step two way too many times. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, there was a lot of late rotations. There's a lot of guys just getting caught with their pants down. Like, oh shoot, there's this guy in the corner here. I should be guarding him. Like, I just like it, it happened possession after possession after possession. And that's how you lose by 36 points at home. Yeah. And I mean, again, to the point of like, how was this the approach to Jokic, who I get that you're not going to have a playoff scouting report for a regular season game against a non-conference team. You should probably be a little bit more prepared for the reigning MVP than the Bucks were. Jokic and Monty Morris ran a, a screen and roll where Jokic popped and both defenders went to Monty Morris. So Jokic hits a wide open three. They do it again a couple minutes later. This time, like clockwork, both defenders go with Jokic, who finds Monty Morris for the wide open three. And it's just like all this stuff. It's just like, you know this is Nuggets stuff, right? Like this is the Nuggets bread and butter. And the Bucks were just like, uh, uh, they they were the Nuggets bread and butter. I was trying to do a hot knife through butter thing. It kind of fell apart. Just like the Bucks defense in this game. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. It's just the Bucks defense fell apart. And this is what we've been seeing. On, it's not just an overreact. We're not overreacting to one game here. This is the continuation of a trend that's been going on basically since Boogie left. And I don't want to just attribute it to Boogie getting waived because I know that it's, it's overplayed, even though it might not be overplayed, but it's just like people are sick of hearing about it. And I understand what's done is done, right? Like, He's not on the team. I mean, he's in Milwaukee. If you want to keep him there, if you want to keep him there, everyone, just like, you know, just hit up his agent. I'm sure he'll be fine with it. But uh, I, I just, I don't know what to do. This is a product of a flawed roster. Like they have a flawed roster at this point. I don't know what else to say. I'm trying to look up a stat to make sure NBA.com is updated right now. But I will say to the people who are sick of hearing about it, like, I, I don't want to talk about Boogie Cousins and P.J. Tucker and whoever else all the time. But it's like the results kind of force you to. At a certain point, when there's just not enough bigs on the roster and they lose another game because of it, it's like there is a clear pet through line from one thing to the other. And I honestly think it would be, like, disingenuous to just act like, what could they do? <laughs> what could be done? There was There were no players that could have solved this on the roster at any point in the last however many months. Um, it's just, it's silly. It's just like, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like those weren't costly decisions that are now predictably costing. Oh, the they were, they, they were costly. They were cost decisions. That's a good way of putting it. But there was this, there was this one stretch where PJ Tucker was outscoring the Milwaukee Bucks bench in like a week in one game. Like, it, it was a, it was, I think it was a few days ago. He had 20 points on the Bucks bench in like the past, like three games at the time combined had like 19 points or something ridiculous. Or maybe it was two games, but still, the point still stands. There are options out there. And these are the consequences of your decisions if you're the Milwaukee Bucks front office slash ownership group cough cough. So the Bucks played 15 minutes in January. Or, excuse me, 15 games. <laughs> I was like, it feels like they played 15, 15 minutes. 15 game. good minutes, probably. They are 14th in the NBA in net rating in January, minus .02. And they are 17th in record. They're 7-8 and eight through their 15 January games. This was the last one. It's like, seriously, a whole month 
a whole month of being a below average team. And it's they're, it's kind of covered up because a lot of the East is going through similar stuff. The Nets are free falling. The Bulls are free falling. Heat's still doing pretty well. I think they did lose uh, Saturday night. The yeah, they lost in triple overtime to the Raptors. Yeah, a game where the Raptors starters played like 300 minutes combined or something. Each player, each starter played over 53 minutes. That's They went eight-man rotation for a triple overtime was, game. Nick Nurse needs to be arrested. The, their sixth man played like 18 minutes or something. I'm like, this yeah. is not, this is bad. This is very bad. Um, not not good. I would rather have what the Bucks have than that, to be clear. But they shouldn't. And again, like, yeah, they're, they're a little bit better than the Nets. But the thing is, the Bulls are without a lot of players newly. The Nets are without a lot of players newly and without Kyrie for another half of the games. The Bucks don't really have a new reason to be struggling. They just haven't been it, that it's, good. In fit, they're healthy. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Yeah. And it's not like this is an insignificant stretch of the season. 15 games is nearly a fifth of your season. It's, yeah, it's a month. It's a full month that you're just not good. It's 18-something percent if I'm doing my math right. What is it, 15 divided by 82? Yeah. 18.3. Let's go me. I can do math. Let's see. Can I look at just – I want to see where they are just in the east because some of these west teams are just not even trying anymore. I can. Hold on. Let's see. East Conference net rating – in January, the Bucks are eighth. They have been the eighth middle of the pack. team in the conference. Hornets below Hawks, average. Hornets, Hawks, Raptors, Cavs, Heat, Celtics, Sixers have all been better in January. Funny enough, the Bulls and Nets have been worse. But again, it's like those teams have new injuries they're dealing with. I mean, the I think both with oh no, Levine's out right now, right? No, he's here. He's back. Oh, Levine's back, but Lonzo is out. Caruso, Caruso is out. And Levine was out for a good portion of the month. KD was out for a lot, if not all of the month. He's still out, yeah. Yeah. It's like, Harden's out now. Yeah. I mean, because he's trying to figure out how he can get out of there by the trade deadline and be permanently out of Brooklyn. Uh, at least right have, hand strain for uh, mysterious reasons. At least we have that story to keep us warm, that and Color Star. But uh, it's not been good. 
<laughs> no, it's not. It's not been good at all. The Bucks, it, like all all the data you just said, all the rankings you just said, fit what we've seen. They've yeah. been a below average mid. team. They've been mid. They've been mid. It's like that that um, video of Kobe White in summer league just saying, "I'm mid. I'm mid." That's what the Bucks have been. <laughs> Yeah, and I think uh, we want to move. We'll move to talking about the season in, the, in a whole a little bit on our stock review. But you know, one last note I think on this game, unless you had anything else, was not good for Giannis's MVP candidacy. Jokic, one of the other. I mean, Embiid is definitely surging right now too. But I think and Giannis wasn't bad in this game. To be clear, he had a pretty good, pretty good game. Pretty. Pretty standard Giannis domination game. It's not like he got shut down. But I think a lot of his case over Jokic was team success related. And Jokic's team beat Giannis's team's ass. And it was pretty convincing. And I just think, like, that's that's tough. It, it, one game does not make or break an MVP case. There's a lot of season left. We're not writing off Giannis's MVP candidacy. We're not writing off the Bucks, But it's just been a super mid-month, man. It's, it's just it's it's been tough. It's been tough to watch, especially like you know in these months where it's like oh it's snow, it's super cold. You want to let's stay inside, watch some good basketball, and then it's like you turn it on, it's like oh the good basketball is happening against my team, and you're just like oh man, <laughs> this sucks. Yeah, it's a good it's a good way, not a good way, I should say. No, I'm yeah, really I'm thrown off. I'm just throwing yeah, off. I know we can't we can't we can't deal with this. The title defense season should be more fun than this, man. It should be like this. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. The title defense season should be like, oh, yeah, we're out here to prove everyone wrong rather than just wake me up when the games matter, which I guess is a fine mindset in some regard. But it's like this is a large stretch. Yeah, I I just and I know people will point to last postseason as like, oh, just flip the switch. I don't think they flipped the switch last postseason. Like I think there's a difference in intensity. I think they got better as the postseason went on. But I, I don't think they like – I don't think it was a, a, a switch flip. And I just think that's a – I don't think that's what they're doing. I hope not. But if it is, like, I think that's a terrible mindset to have. So I just think – I mean this team will not shut up about building championship habits. And they are building lottery habits. And it's like what – what what where's the disconnect? I, I know they never are going to tell us the truth about anything. That's their MO as from a PR standpoint. But don't at least give us. Oh, we're building, we're building championship habits. Oh, we suck. We got blown out. Like, what, what the, how does that connect? Don't suck. I don't know. You could frame it uh, here. Let's uh, let's spin this quickly. Oh, you gotta you gotta learn how to lose before you can learn how to win. You've got to uh, be able to take a beating so you know how to give out a beating. I don't know. Okay. Um, Sometimes you gotta go backwards to go forwards. Guys on the other team just made shots. They just no. That's that's not even a championship habit. That's been happening before the championship. Yeah. That's just been the 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 classic response. Hey, they made some shots. The Bucks habit. Yeah. Okay. Enough about this game. Bucks stock market. I got really loud. From excited about the Bucks stock market. So we do recap posts for every single Bucks game except Christmas. We just did a tweet for Christmas. But in addition to sharing updates to the Buck stock market, which is a fictional or excuse me, fictitious market of player value that we track over the course of the whole season, players get up and or down stocks or just a push, nothing after each game. And it gives us a nice, easy way to look at who has um, achieved more success than we expected, who has exceeded expectations, 
you know, who has not been very good, who's just been who's average. trending up, yeah. who's trending down. Like, where where do players stand? Exactly. All of this available for free on the GSPN Substack, gspn.substack.com. Get this in your email after every Bucks game. Plus, you'll get notifications when we drop new content. It is worth the $0.00 per month. So please, if you're listening and you have not already, go subscribe, gspn.substack.com, and we will get you all the Buck Stock Market posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, everything else, playback rules. Plus just other written articles. And and written articles, yeah. Uh, A lot of content there. So, okay, let's talk about the the returns so far. Do you think we should go... Any order? We probably don't have to talk about every single one. No, let's just let's talk about uh, let's let's say where things stand right now. Like who's super high, who's super low, yeah. and uh, surprise, surprise, the highest uh, priced player right now is Giannis Antetokounmpo with twenty stocks, quote unquote stocks. Twenty ups. He's plus twenty. Twenty up stocks. Yeah, plus twenty. And uh, our lowest player, again, surprise, surprise, is Shemi Ojale at uh, minus four. God, what's I don't the think last there's time. Really- he had a movement. It's been a while. Game uh, 41. 41. Yeah, so 11 games ago, he must have played more than. Oh, no, that's the game uh, where he, ah, uh, oh, shoot. He played like two minutes and immediately got pulled because he was so bad. Before I think it was that, that it game. Was, he, play, he got back-to-back down stocks in game 14 and 15. No valuation change until 41, and then here we are. Yeah, I think, well, it's just been excised from the rotation. <laughs> yeah, something tells me we probably won't do another uh, Shemi up or down stock considering the trade deadline is coming up. Yeah, he might not be on the roster <laughs> next week. Yeah. God, I hope not. If he's yeah. on the roster, th- there's a problem. I agree. But okay, there's a, there's let's, a problem. Let's talk about the guys who do play. Okay. So the next highest, next highest guy at 14, plus 14 is Drew Holiday. And I again, I don't think that's really a shocker. Yeah. Like he's been consistently the Bucks' second best player this entire season. Yep. He's been put to put he put together a good stretch in uh, uh, December until he got hurt. Now he's been sort of making his way back, still playing really well in a few games. Now that he's been back again, no shock to anyone. I want to I want to pose a question to you. Yeah, pose it's actually a two parter. One, do you think that this season? When, and I think both times he's gotten hurt. He's been rusty when he came back immediately and then knocked it off. And again, I think now he's back to playing immaculate ball. Do you think this is the best he's looked in a Bucks uniform this season for extended stretches? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think so, too. I mean, we don't have a large sample. <laughs> well, I mean, he obviously had some huge playoff highlights, but I think consistently game to game, and even last regular season when he had the – now that we know it's outlier three-point shooting, he hasn't even really had that this year. He hasn't been shooting that much which we agree is probably the right thing for Drew Holiday to do. But so second question, do you think that is Drew Holiday fitting in better with the Bucks and getting more comfortable or just improving as a player like intrinsically? I was thinking about this during the game. I think it's more of a fit thing. I really do because he's he's been the one to talk about like him and obviously Bud, Giannis, and Chris, it's like, oh, it's only been one year with these guys. Like, it's only been one year with Drew in this group. And Drew said that he's like, I'm getting more comfortable as the time goes on. So just based on what he said and what I'm seeing, like, it's not like he's developing an insane amount of new skills, except his step backs are looking very, very crispy. But I actually, um, Oh, you would disagree. I think it's both. 
I think it's both. Well, it's it's gonna be a mix of both. I'm saying primarily it's a fifth one. No, but I think it's I think it's evenly both. Like I think it's almost 50-50. Of course, who are you, Jordan Trusty? No, I'm saying that's a take. I'm not saying Oh yeah, it's a, a it's a, it's an even mix of both. It is that's just it is. I think he fits much better and he's being used more as a primary ball handler, which is big. And I think his his finishing at the rim has gotten way better. And I think that was the difference. I mean he was on the Dante DiVincenzo blowing bunnies thing for most of his Bucks career before this season. And this year, it's like every time he goes down low, it's like, oh, yeah, that's two points. Like he's finishing at crazy angles. And I know Marcus Johnson I, I, is reported the right word, relayed on the Bucks broadcast. He was working on his finishing with his offhand more, but he finishes through crazy contact down low. I mean, he always was able to kind of bully other players and then get some room to put up a floater. But now he takes it up from all sorts of different angles. Feels like it's impossible to guard him around the rim. I think he's playing his best ball ever. And I think he's fitting in better. I think the Bucks have kind of realized, like, this guy needs the ball a lot. Like, he's way too good to not have the ball a lot. And that's why the Drew and with bench lineups have become a focal point of saying, you're going to have the ball some when you're out there with the starters. You're going to have it all the time when you're when you're out there and Chris and Giannis are not. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. It's just he's he's really, really good at basketball, to put it simply. Hot like, take. he's good. hot. I know, it's a scorching hot take. I'm basically the Denver Nuggets from three-point range with that take. Uh, sorry, I don't want to reopen oh. fresh wounds. But, uh, I mean, it's the same podcast. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, no, he's he's still playing really good defense. In fact, I think, like – that might it might it might be a little worse than last season. The defense, yeah. I, no, I think we're just used to it. I, I think it's I think I, it's pretty much as good. I think it's pretty much as good. I, I'm making some weird noises. Yeah, right you now, are. I realize. It's just I don't know. It hasn't. Maybe maybe it's me be getting used to it, but I'm it hasn't jaded. felt like as. I'm jaded. <laughs> um, it doesn't help that the team defense is way worse. For yeah, I think, okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think that plays a lot into it because they've had to shift schemes and it's not like he can just lock up a point. He's not going to stay with his assignment the entire time. So that's fair. That's fair. Maybe it hasn't slipped. I'm just viewing it from a different perspective. He's forcing a few, le- not a few less per game. Uh, 1.8 steals per 36 last year to 1.6 this year. 0.7 blocks to 0.6. That's obviously not the end-all, be-all of defense. but And the assist number has, has gone up significantly. 0.5 assists per 36 minutes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I do think there was a honeymoon period where we were more enamored game to game. And now it's like Giannis, you know, like we're like, oh, kind of a mid-Giannis game, 29 and 9 on 47% from the field despite shooting a bunch of bad threes. Um I I don't know. It, he maybe he was a little better last year. I also think when he needs to, he's certainly going to be able to get all the way back there. That's fair. That's fair. Like we've we've seen it when, when the lights are the brightest, he's going to perform. So yeah, that was can't fun. really. I'm glad we had some some Drew combo. It's like a palate cleanser. Yeah, it's like it just it makes you it makes you happy there. Okay, quick quick hitter. Yes or no? Is he an all star? I hope so. That's I'm not an worried. answer. I'm worried. I'm That's not an worried. answer time. No. I said quick hitter. Okay. I said no, but it's not. It's not on my value. Are you asking my value judgment or what actually happens? What actually will happen? No until injury replacements. Ah. I don't know. I'm having You really are. You're time. going you're going full Jordan. 
I'm saying no, but I, I don't like it. I just think Garland has come on so strong. The Bucks have been so mid. The time he's missed in the Rust games have been not beneficial. And I just feel like, you know, the I, but the coaches mean maybe they just give it to him because he rocks. But, I mean, like Darius Garland, LaMelo, Trey Young. Harden's probably going to get a spot because he's hard. Trey Young's already a start. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, who did? Levine? Levine. Levine. Sorry, Levine. Levine. Um, whatever. Either way, Van Vliet certainly has, I think, had a better year. Um, he's been excellent. Part of it is his per game is inflated. But what are they going to give it to Siakam? Because they're not going to give the Raptors, too. They might. I don't think no, Siakam there's no way. Go. I mean, why, why not? The Celtics get two every year. They always suck. They're not going to get two this year. They, they might. might not even get one. They might not even get one. I think Tatum's going to go. Okay, well, Jalen's not an all-star this Probably year. Probably not. I'll bet anything on that, that they don't the get Bulls two. The Bulls had two last year? No. Or was it the Pacers? No. Are you sure? Some, a bad team had two last year. Or was the it Celtics. the Celtics? Oh. It was just the Celtics. It's funny that I confused the, the Celtics with those other two. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. What but do you think? Let's, I think... I think yes. I'm going to say yes because I'm going to so. answer it as a quick hitter. We'll find out on Thursday, right? I don't know. I never know. I think it's Thursday. I never know when the dates are. I just start seeing Sham's notifications hit my phone, and that's when I know. No, we're not going to. We're not seeing that. It's Ernst and Young, the accounting. Oh this is the briefcase thing. Jesus Christ! That's why we didn't get any leaks. I'm glad the NBA is focused on the important priorities involved with the game, like not letting Woj and Sham spoil the All Star show now the ratings are going to go through the roof now that people have to wait i will say i, I will say i did have to i did have to watch that it's so. gonna get tweeted right it's, you're gonna know at the same what I, I don't want to get into a whole thing okay back to the back to the buck stock market yeah the next highest player is pat Connaughton. no one should be surprised if they listen to this show no they really shouldn't i think they're going to be surprised with how low another guy is though probably but uh but Pat Connaughton plus eight. Oh, we'll just say it again. Bobby Portis plus seven. He's the next highest guy. Those dudes have just been balling. Yeah, just I think quietly excellent. Um, sometimes it's been loud. I think quiet for the lately for the most part for Bobby and Pat. Um, but I think they've just been consistently quite good. But I, I wonder, does it beg the question? Is this recent slide partially to do with those guys coming back to earth a little bit after very strong starts? When Pat became the true sixth man and Bobby became a starter every night? I don't know. Maybe not. I think they haven't been quite as good in January, and that's really hurt the Bucks because they just don't have the margin anymore for those guys to not be really good every night. And that is kind of what sets role players apart from set starters, right? Is like the consistency, mm-hmm. game-to-game basis. I don't know. They're asking a lot of those two guys. They have been good uh, on the whole for most of the season, but... A little quieter lately. Yeah, it's just been. I feel like everything about the Bucks has just been a bit muted, and those two are really a, a, the epitome of that. Really, yeah. it's like if Bobby's not going off, Pat's not going off. This team's not going off. No, yeah, because those are the way the team is constructed right now, and with the current state of health, those are players four and five, basically in importance. So it's like, yeah, if neither of them are playing well, you're kind of tanked. Especially when Chris is going to put up random 9, 10, 11 point games and everything else. Yeah, let's just go to that right away. Chris Middleton is at plus four 
we'd have to we missed another name. A recent addition to this team is higher than Chris Middleton in stocks, and that's Wes Matthews at plus five. He's tied and with I, Thanasis. He is no, wait, no, he's, at plus Oh, four. Chris, Chris, Chris yeah, is tied Chris, with Thanasis. Not yeah. Wes. That says it all right there. I, they, I think. Do you think the <laughs> again? This is this is a fake market, so that might be uh, a little bit of me in there. <laughs> well, but honestly, like I think Thanasis has played better when he has played. He's been pretty good, pretty solid. We all know what it is. Well, Rohan has I think, a different okay. idea of what it oh, is. Oh, here. Well, I, here's a good way to put it. When Chris or when Thanasis has been in while playing, he's exceeded expectations. Exactly. Chris Middleton has not exceeded expectations. No. Chris not being double digits and playing uh, most of the season. I mean, he had the COVID run in for a little bit, which sucks. But even before that, I think it was just kind of floating by. And I think that just happens far too often for a max player who is – you know, was supposedly one of the best three guys on the team for sure. We can bicker about two and three. I'm not going to bicker with you saying right now Drew is two. I think it's been pretty obvious this season. Oh, yeah. I'd bicker with you if you said Chris was two. Yeah, he just hasn't played like it. And, you know, we love Chris. And there's going to be the people that I hate both sides of the Chris Middleton thing. I think it's ridiculous that you're either if you point out the obvious flaws with his game, you're a Chris hater. And if you don't want him shipped to Siberia for like Kyle Kuzma and Daniel Gafford or something, you're a Chris. No, Alex. please don't tell me you saw that fake trade. Uh, Did that someone propose that? No, I don't know. No. Oh, probably, okay. I was like, probably. I would be so upset. Probably, probably they did. Um, but <laughs> it might be Dinwiddie. Did you see his quotes about leadership? <laughs> Make a shot, Spence. Make a shot. Log <laughs> off of Galaxy <laughs> Development Portal or whatever the hell. Stop the crypto. Make some baskets. <laughs> Price. For, for, for those of you who are understanding what I'm saying, Chris, uh, not Chris, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie was asked about leadership and where he feels something, something about leadership. And he was like, yeah, I spoke up earlier in the year. No one really cared. <laughs> like, sorry. I mean, why? <laughs> that's just, that's so funny to me. He's, he's like, yeah, I tried. Just no one listened to me. <laughs> And I feel like, oh, ready. I feel like his, his image of him while saying it is like, you can see why we're having problems. You're not listening to me. And meanwhile, the world is like, why were you trying? Clearly Brad's team. It's, it's his dude's first year on the team. Hey, guys. What's up? And he, he, he tried to get a jersey sponsor on the team. Like, he was mad when LeBron, like, there was the Shams tweet about LeBron forming a partnership with Crypto.com. His first quote tweet was, but I, but Galaxy couldn't get a jersey sponsor? Like, bro, why do you think no one's listening to you? <laughs> um, that's, I think that's enough Dinwiddie bashing. But, um, <laughs> that took me out yeah, of my stomach. We needed that. But Chris is just not very, very good. Um, and hopefully he turns that around. <laughs> There's been some moments, but I mean, uh, for the whole season, or I should say for the season as a whole, it's just been very underwhelming. Um, it's pretty disappointing, honestly. Yeah, there's nothing nothing more we can say about it. I guess for optimism, we know Chris turns it on when the games matter. Yeah. And still, like he's, I mean, still he's a big game performer. Still nearly 20, uh, 5 and 5. But the efficiency just sucks. Yeah, 40, 44% from the field, 38% from three. Well, uh, maybe it doesn't suck as much as I thought. The twos aren't very good, I think, based on the field goal number. He's got it up a lot. The, the threes number was terrible. He's actually shooting nearly the same percentage from three as Drew, 
but Drew has a much better field goal because he takes less threes and makes more twos. Yeah, it's just the two-point efficiency, really. Like, yeah. he'll hit standstill threes, obviously. He'll hit off the dribble threes, like, at a decent clip. I actually, well, better than most players. I don't think it's efficiency at all. I think it's the fact that sometimes he just won't shoot. You just can't. You need him to shoot, like, 15 times a game. And there's just he'll just float. And it's like, oh, the ball doesn't come to me. I'm not going to shoot. And I yeah. think there's, there's something I should do. Here, I'm going to say it on the podcast, okay. so I have to yeah, do it. Peer, peer pressure bully you into doing it. Yeah, so one of these days, I'm not going to put a timetable. I'm going to put together like a plot of like Chris Middleton's shot variance about how many shots he takes to see if we can really discern how how spread out it really is. I think, I mean, it's probably just going to be a lot of games on the low end, honestly. Um, but I, I think it'll, it'll be, interesting be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. So I said it, I have to do it. <laughs> I said it, I meant it. There's no way around it. The saddest result is. Just no valuation for every single game from Brooke Lopez, who was fine in game one and then has obviously not played since. Just every time I look at it, I'm sad. Just no valuation, no valuation, no valuation. The only player currently – I have to move Langston Galloway, but the only player currently on the team to not have any sort of uh, stock movement, Brooke Lopez. Get well soon, buddy. We, we said this on a – He doesn't We said this on <laughs> I feel like he'd be. I feel like Brooke would like us. Brooke Lopez, come on the pod. Yeah, he's got some time. Yeah, uh, we said this on a playback room in a playback room. As soon as Brooke Lopez comes back, he's immediately getting five upsets, for at sure. least for sure. And we probably, just can't give him movement because he's not playing. No, no down stocks for the rest of the season too. It's all rough. Absolutely not. He's down yeah. stock proof. Mm. That one is going to – that's – that's. Uh, I think that's fair, honestly. I don't even think that's market fixing or anything. I think that's no. fair. I feel like most people will agree with us. I think so. I miss him so much, man. So like, sometimes, I, sometimes I'm just thinking – I'm just like laying in bed. I'm thinking like, man, Brooke Lopez. I wish he was playing basketball for the Bucks. Just what keeps me up at night. Just randomly signed a vet min and just changed the Bucks forever. It's crazy. He didn't, he didn't sign a vet min. Oh, a biannual? Yeah. Oh, what was it? The difference between 1.6 million and 2.3 million or something? I think it was three something. Was it really? Yeah. So, but still, like a very small contract. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I remember being so hyped because I went on winning six <laughs> and said that Brooke Lopez should be a free agent target. That's how long ago this was. This is pre Eurostep, like me on the Eurostep. Yeah, that would have been. Uh... That's pre-Eurostep in general. Yeah, 2018 is when they signed him, right? Yeah. That was back when the offseason happened at the same time every year. There were no Mickey Mouse rings. Like, a better time. Good times. Except- I remember I was in I was in Port Washington, Wisconsin. I'll never forget. Oh, Port. Yep. Okay. <sighs> other, other roster moves, or other, excuse me, not roster moves. Stock prices worth talking about? Um... I think Jordan Wara hovering at two, Dante being a minus one. Mm. Grayson Allen has taken a tumble recently. He's been as high as what, four? I mean, maybe not a tumble. He's been as high as four. He's at three. But it's just like he hasn't consistently been up. The last couple, no, yeah, the last couple of games, it seems like he's rounding a corner a little bit now that he's back from the suspension. Hopefully he can have a good enough game to get an upstock soon because the Bucks certainly, they just need more points. Like it's very simple. They don't have enough points coming in, 
And that's why some of those players you just mentioned are not seeing up stocks. Like Dante cannot con- consistently score without taking 95 shots to do so. Jordan Ward also not and just isn't playing enough to score consistently, partially because he's, you know, fumbling passes out of bounds. In this game, he's two on two fast break with Giannis, and Giannis is charging the lane and he tries to shoot a layup without using the backboard. It misses. Ball goes back the other way for Nuggets points. And it's just like, that's one of those plays you just point at and go, that's why the consistent rotation role is not there. Everyone knows, number one thing to do, pass the honest. That's always the number one thing. That's a, that's Dante's best trait by far. It is. Always will pass the honest. Even if he has a wide open layup, he will give it to Giannis. And I think that's a win. Because Dante shooting layups, even if they're wide open, they're like tie playing horse. He's, you know what? He's kind of, last couple of games, I got a down stock two games ago, but the last or three games ago, the last two, I've seen some okay things. But the problem is, I, I think he's going to, the variance is coming back a little bit. Like he's making some layups now, but he's still the most overconfident, like eighth man in history where he makes one shot and all of a sudden it's logo logo Dante for the next three possessions. It's like, this is not good ball. Like, this is a waste. Like, this is bad. Like, no ball movement. Just, oh, I'm Dante. I have the ball. I made a shot within the last five minutes. This one's going up immediately. And it's just like, it's tough to watch, man. So as much as someone... Like, if if someone goes under a screen after... Like, if you let Dante... if, If Dante makes a shot... Go under the screen immediately on the next possession because he will pull it he and he will it. miss it. Yeah. I wonder how many games do you think Dante has made multiple threes this season? I'm going to guess two. I'm going to guess. I was going to say two. I'll say three without looking. One for four tonight. I'll pull it up. Um, I think it might be three. Watch it be one. <laughs> no, I feel like it's definitely more than one. I think so. I, yeah, because I think Christmas he did. Yeah. Oh, it's that was three. his return game. Three. Oh, see, yeah. I uh, actually nice. didn't. I was wrong. He didn't Christmas. Really? Yeah. Was he one for three in that game? He was one for two. From oh, from okay. three, one for four overall. That tracks. Yeah, it does. But just Dante, he's had a negative stock. I could see him like here. Let's do some stock forecasting here, Todd. Ooh. I could see him getting into positive range if he can. It. <sighs> I don't know. I feel like he's going to hover around here, honestly. Like around negative one, positive one. Like there's going to be some fluctuation, but I feel like he's just going to stay around zero. I feel like variant shooting is his best bet. Yeah, but it it would have to be over a consistent basis because he'll have a high variance game, get it up, and then he'll immediately follow it up with like an 0 for 27 performance. Do you know? He'll go a Dion Waiter style. Do you remember Dion? Oh, yeah, I remember Dion. The best 2K voice actor of all time. <laughs> what were you saying? Sorry, I was Do you know how many games this season Dante has made more than one two-point shot in a game? Two. One. Three. Three? Yeah. Uh, the next game, uh, Jan 28, so just uh, over the weekend, he made two twos. The, uh, um, the Kings game, January to last weekend, 22nd, he made three twos and also three threes. And then he made three twos against Cleveland, the blowout game. Wow. He also, in one of those games, shot above 40% from the field. Actually, once all season, has shot above 40% from the field. 
Ah, Dante, Dante, Dante. And you wonder why he didn't get an extension. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean, that's uh, we'll talk trade stuff in a pod this week, but uh, I'm not super optimistic right now. <laughs> no, neither am I. Some team, it's probably the Kings, honestly, that we're going to trick themselves into it. Honestly, like Holmes, they wanted maybe. they wanted him last offseason. They did. Uh, yeah, the Kings are, are unpredictable. Actually, did they? Because they ended up taking nothing. yeah maybe it's more i could say they wanted something yeah (laughs) they couldn't do it which is very kings uh the more actually yeah that's actually more sad than i realized (laughs) Uh, we would like a thing and the bucks thing fell apart all right well i guess not then (laughs) oh shoot we tried yeah did our best okay so more more stock forecasting here i think grayson Grayson going up, I feel like could happen. He is turning I the corner, so. like you mentioned. Yeah. He just needs to put it together on a consistent half basis. Like the past two games, if you just purely based it on the first half, he would have gotten an upstop. Yeah. But he just he just sort of floats away in the second half. Same could be said about Bobby Portis. Like he starts off really strong and then sort of floats away in the second. This was our playback, right? I think he had 18 points in the first half against Cleveland. And yes. then we were like, what's he going to end with? Like 20, 22? I don't, know, I don't remember what he actually ended with, but he never – I think it was 22. Yeah, I so think. he's four second-half points. It's very common. So, yeah, I think now that he's a starter, both of those guys are starters, that's very important. Is Obviously, there's going to be like fourth quarter, you're going to see more load go to the starters, the, the big three, I should say. But being able to score consistently throughout games is really important for those guys. So hopefully something they can work on as we go throughout the season here. Yeah. Who else do you see really going up here? Or down? Someone crashing? I think we're going to see George Hill go up a lot in the second half. I I think he didn't play tonight. He's at two right now. He's only at two, so it's pretty low. I I think my must-buy – I mean, obviously, like, there's Giannis. And probably Chris. Probably Chris rounds into form at some point. But I think the last couple – George Hill, it feels like he's scoring more in these last few games before he sat out in this one. And I think, I think we're going to see a little bit more. It feels like he really kind of was, you know, all break, no gas for a lot of the first half of the season, the first 52 games. And I think we might see a little bit more of the gas pedal as we get closer to the playoffs. A little more gas, a little more downhill we, we, play from George. Hey, it's about drive. It's about power. <laughs> <laughs> it has not been for him. I, he I he tried to dunk on Vooch. I'll never forget that. That was regrettable. Let's see. Let's. Do I know. I I don't even think it's regrettable. I love that energy. Let's love it. See. How many games has George? Hill, oh, it's more than I thought. How many games do you think George Hill has scored in double figures this? Season? Well, he he has started a lot of games. Yes. Uh only, only forty-ish percent of these are starts actually. But how many games do you think he's scored in double figures? Fourteen, fifteen. Oh, ten. Just ten. Oh. It was literally 40%, but I acted like it wasn't to not give it away. Four off cool. the bench, six as a starter. That's that's mind games right my, there. I, I, you were in my head. I got I got, got. Can't predict. <laughs> Watch that on the YouTube for what Ty's head just. <laughs> yeah, listen, we particularly fire Ariana Grande. So. We need to get a gif of that. Yeah. Um, but no, George Hill going up is something I could see. I could see Big Rod going up. I was don't, actually don't take that out of context. Big Rod. <laughs> Big Rod going hard, going up, like certainly possible. 
The question is, is are they going to play him? Because they just really have stopped playing him. Yeah. I think it it would have to be on a night. Like, he would have to have a night where, like, someone's injured and he's in the rotation. And he just goes off for, like, 40. And it's like, oh, shoot, maybe we should play this guy. <laughs> that would be a hilarious thing to have happen. And it definitely could happen with the way Rodney Hood variance has been happening over this season. It's like you'll get a really, really strong game. You're like, oh, Big Rod's back. He's active. And then it's like, oh, shoot, it's it's Rodney Hood. Let's, I, like, I, I feel like Rodney Hood, he definitely has two personalities. He, he has his Rodney Hood, and then he has his Big Rod personality. Let's see. I think I, I just want to see what like his best games have been like because I, I felt the same way, like, oh, he's back. He has scored 10 or more twice. <laughs> um, both actually in the in the last month and a half. It de- I'll say it depends on what happens after the trade deadline. Yeah. Because if they don't shore up that position or if someone gets traded, it's like, oh, shoot, Rodney, go do your thing. And he's going to be like, okay, big Rod's here. Is then he's going to do well. Is six games with at least 10 minutes played and no points leading the league? It's got to be up there. It's got to be games? up there. Big Rod has played six games, double-digit minutes, no points. Darn it. And I think 10 games total, no points, but the rest obviously are less than uh, less than 10 minutes. Maybe 11, That's tough. Actually. That's tough. It's a tough scene for Big Rod there, but I could definitely see him going hard going up. Another guy, the Nasks. I, Again, I just I don't think the minutes are ever going to be there. I just I'm saying I'm him. saying if they if something happens post trade deadline, they need his minutes. A lot would have to happen. I'm saying things could happen. <laughs> I actually think, I think we're going to see a John Horst upstock. You think so? I think he's pulling it out. I think he's pulling the rabbit out of the hat. You know what I was okay. thinking about today? What were you thinking about, Ty? What if, you know what? No, I'll save it. I have a really no, no tease, tease it, tease it, tease it. Really interesting three-team trade where the Bucks are just basically getting involved and sending assets to a team who sends a marquee player to another team. Kind of a surprise team, but um, I, I think it could work out. Give me one of the teams. Detroit. So it's a Jeremy Grant trade, but it's Jeremy well, Grant yeah. going somewhere else. Okay, I'll try to. That's a, that's a good tease. That's imagine, a good tease. Imagine Detroit Piston Dante DiVincenzo. Oh, has anything ever made more sense? Not really. It's perfect. It's a former Buck who's washed going. I okay, that's rude. Uh, <laughs> former Buck going to the Pistons, and it's just like I don't know. Tales anything could happen. Time. Anything could happen. Including whatever's happening here. I thought you were going to say uh, including Diakite scoring 20, but I don't think that can happen. Ah, oh, dang. And I said anything could happen, including Ty's internet just crashing. That's classic. <laughs> yeah, that can definitely – we know that can happen. Uh, I think that's a sign that it's probably just about time to wrap it up, eh? I think it definitely is time to wrap it up here uh, and say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Eurostep Podcast Network. Make sure you leave a five-star rating. Ty, let's let's hear a five-star review. This is the first ever in world history. Five-star Spotify rating and review. And fittingly, the trailblazer is named Rohan. Ooh. Rohan Shibu. 
writes us, says, and he sent a picture, five stars on Spotify, a real one. Yeah, and this, email this to Eurosteppod at gmail.com, by the way. We, we created the new rating system. If you're not on Apple and you still want to leave a review, send a screenshot of you leaving a rating if you can. If not, still say five stars in the subject and send your email as a review and we'll count it. We are, we're big tech now. We're a startup yeah. now. Uh, Rohan and I each have 100,000 shares. NFTs coming next week. But uh, Rohan Don't S, tempt me, Ty. Yeah, I know. Rohan S says, love the pod. Very funny and entertaining. Rohan and Ty have demonstrated incredible chemistry as they tackle all news related to the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks have been my favorite team ever since I was introduced to the NBA, and I'm glad I can compare my thoughts of the team with you guys at the pod. Enjoy your work. Thumbs up. And then there's a postscript. Me and Rohan also share the same first name. It's true. <laughs> thank I you never would have seen that coming. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And for it's the also very nice this, review. Yes, thank you. Thank you for the very nice review. I'm glad we can share a name. You seem like a cool dude. Yeah. No, but thank you. We do appreciate that. Like that does mean a lot. I th- we've gotten a lot of reviews that say we have good chemistry time. Yeah. Which is funny because I feel like half the time we're just looking at each other like, are you going to talk or what? <laughs> oh, wow. Whoa, whoa. All right. What? Well, okay. Wait, what? You get, I, oh, I, didn't know, I didn't know where you were going. You gave me a certain look. I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> I was just, I was like, oh, like waiting for you to talk. I don't know what you were thinking. Oh. All right. Well. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm glad you guys think that we're good, good at this. The great chemistry is on display right here. Uh, uh, this isn't biology class. It is chemistry class. So I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, no, hey, but I if will you, uh, NACL you later. That didn't make any sense. You'll salt me later. I don't know. I was trying to do like a see you later, but it didn't work. <laughs> What's the see you element? Copper? Is it? I will no, copper you later. No, I know you. I'll copper later. Am I being dumb here? No, it is copper. Yeah, so it's just copper later. See you later. That's next level. Yeah. Or you could do like some sort of like a lithium octahydrate thing where you're like bonding lithium with water. So it's eight of them. So it's like C-U-L-8. <laughs> oh my and then add some waters onto there. I don't know. It's, All right. uh, it's, and then if we're talking about this, someone, yeah. we need to end this. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you for the review. If you want to leave a review and have it read, make sure you <laughs> email us at Eurosteppod at gmail.com or tweet us with the review or just, you know, leave a classic Apple review. Like yeah. that works too. <laughs> like, yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. This sort of thing. If you want to send us like an email review when you're on Apple, just leave it on Apple, please. <laughs> like, do both. Yeah, do both. We'll do both if you want to send toys or just make another account and leave it on Apple. Yeah, there you go. Cook the books. There we, we, have, yeah. we have some ambitious internal goals for listenership, reviews, all this stuff. So help us out. Help out the pod. Uh, and let's uh, let's build this thing. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you're subscribed on your podcast platform of choice, YouTube, Substack, just everything. We're going to be doing a playback room on Tuesday. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, pod random, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.